doesn't waste anything. God leverages and grabs hold and, and uses situations to bring the most extraordinary things out of it. And hope tells us that even though things are uncertain, even though people are fearful, God is working. And when we look back on this, we're going to say, oh, this happened and this happened. Look at what God did here and there. That is the great hope of the children of God. How can you have hope when it feels like your world is crashing down around you? In this new series, Pastor Daniel wants to help buoy you up so that you can move through these uncertain waters with hope and peace. Today, you'll discover that God uses everything that happens in your life for good. He leverages even the bleakest of circumstances to develop your character and give you unshakable hope. He's at work, and you'll be amazed at what he does. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 as he continues his message, Steady Under Stress. If you want to be somebody who has a unique confidence in times of uncertainty, praising God and praying becomes important, doesn't it? Where you look at life and you look at the situation, you say, this is an opportunity to praise God and to pray to God for other people. And I just want to encourage you in this season, we want to take a moment and remember that our lives are not just determined by what's going on, that God is God and God is good and God has a plan and God is in control because he's always been and God is working in the midst of all this. He has never stopped working. But it's a choice that we make as humans to praise God and to choose to pray for other people, right? And the Apostle Paul wants this church in Thessalonica, as this letter begins, just to be able to say to them, listen, we're praying for you and we're praising God for you. Now, what's beautiful is he's praising God for them for three very specific things that we're going to unpack today. Because if you want to be steady under stress, there's three things that the church in Thessalonica is doing that the Apostle Paul and his friends are praising them for that you and I want to be able to walk in so that we can display an unstoppable hope in the midst of our current situations. Notice what it says in, in verse 3. It says, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, your labor of love, and your patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God our Father. Now, I want you to notice there's three verbs that are being used and three concepts for us. I want you to notice that there is a work, a labor, and a patience, and there is a faith, hope, and love. Now, if you have ever studied the Bible at all, you realize that in Revelation chapter 2, verse 2, Jesus, in writing to the church in Ephesus in the book of Revelation, says, I know your works, labor, and patience. And then in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, we hear about, and now abide faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is what? Is love. Do you notice that in Revelation 2, 2, works, labor, and patience, same order. You notice in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, faith, hope, and love. 
the exact same order as we have here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. See, what I love about this is I always tell people that when the Holy Spirit repeats himself in the scriptures, it's because he realizes that we might be a little bit thick-headed. We might not get it at the beginning. And he wants to make sure we grab hold of these things. So for each one of us, I believe that God is inviting us to, just as it says here, to work, labor, and be patient or steadfast in the areas of faith, hope, and love. And that's what we're going to unpack today. So I want you to notice first that you and I, in times of stress and times of uncertainty, we need to have a faith that works. We need to have a faith that works. I love what Paul says. We, we're always praising God and, and, and we're making mention of you in our prayers. We're remembering without ceasing your work of faith. And so we need to have a faith that works. Now, this is very important and oftentimes it can stumble people because many people know what the Bible says, that, that it says that a person is saved by faith apart from works. Now, the Apostle Paul is saying, I want you to do good deeds so that you may be saved. He's saying that because you know that you are saved by the grace of God, by the finished work of Jesus on the cross, apart from the things that you do, but when you believe in Jesus, the faith that God has blessed you with is an opportunity for you to step on out. The uh, James says it this way in James chapter 2, verse 18, it says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. So for each one of us, if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus, you want to have a faith that works. Because of your belief in who Jesus is, there is an opportunity for you to allow that work to come through your life. Do you have a faith that works? Do you see the times of stress as an opportunity not only for you to trust in the God who you know and who you believe in, but also to step on out and allow the Lord to lead us into the world in his name to show the world who God is? Because oftentimes in the times of the most struggle, faith in God stands out in amazing ways. The Apostle Paul said it this way to the church in Ephesus, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. He says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in. Now, I love these verses because it's saying we're not saved by works. We're saved by grace through faith. So it's not works that save us. And it's the reality is that when we believe in God, he has created us in Christ Jesus unto good works before we were even born. Do you realize that right now in this current cultural moment, God has already prepared the good works for his kids to walk in? And we always want to make sure that when we trust God, we allow our lives to declare, not just our words, but the very way we carry ourselves through the world to declare to the world that we trust in God. And God wants our faith to be played out in public life with a faith that works. The church has always been known 
when it is living its faith out at street level where everyone lives. So there's going to be opportunities for you to walk out your faith in this current cultural moment. Many times in the midst of stress, people forget their faith. Kind of like Peter, remember when he was walking on the water? How amazing, right? But he got his eyes off of the Lord. He got his eyes on the the boisterous wind and the waves, and he began to sink. And for many of us, in the midst of times of stress, in the midst of times of uncertainty, we get our eyes off of the God in whom saved our souls, who created everything, the God who loves us with an everlasting love and will work together all things together for good. And we get our eyes on all of the, the news clips and all the things going on. And we're not saying, we should bury our head in the sand. We should be aware, but we should always keep our eyes above the circumstances and on our Savior. And when we do that, God invites us into life in a unique way. So we want a faith that works, but not only in times of stress do we want to be steady in our eyes on the Lord, our faith in God, and letting that faith be on display where we live, but he also said that we need to choose to labor in love. See, not only should we have a faith that works, but we choose to labor in love. Now, the word love in the Greek language is not the same love that I would use for my love of Twinkies. You know, many people, if you know me at all, you know that if there's a Twinkie around, I love it. And I I love Twinkies, right? And some of you might be like, that's disgusting. And praise God, if you don't like it, I don't mind. More for me when I go into the store, right? But but here's the deal. The word that's used for love there is not the way I love of Twinkies, and God forbid I would love my beloved bride, Lynn, or my sweet children, Obadiah, Maranoth, and Annabelle, with the same love that I have of Twinkies, because my love for Twinkies is, I like when I can take it to myself, and I love the flavor, I love what the Twinkie does for me. Maybe that little sugar rush and, and, and that little, the energy boost that I get from it, not to mention all the, the sweet flavors in the middle of it. See, the love that's being talked about here is a self-giving love. And I think it's very powerful that the Apostle Paul says that we need to labor in self-sacrificial love. Because really what it's talking about here is that our lives need to be lived out in an active way where we are displaying love. We oftentimes, we want to receive love, but we never actually think about the labor of love that God invites us into. But again, in times of uncertainty, it's a great opportunity for us to make the choice that we're going to do the hard things to be able to bless other people. We're going to take those steps of faith and we're going to express love and concern for other people. You know, one of the things that I found culture that anytime there's something big that's happening, it often brings out the best in people. People start looking out for one another in different ways. Just recently, as this whole thing was beginning with this virus, I was I was traveling and sure enough, we got on the plane and, and, and the ladies who were sitting next to me, they were like, hey, you know, you want this wipe? And hey, I got, I got hand sanitizer. And it was really beautiful just to watch the community of this one row on an airplane begin to band together, just looking out for one another, asking, hey, where are you traveling from? Where are you going to? Is everybody safe? All of a sudden, where we'd normally be in our own little way, people are starting to step on out, to to look out for people. There's concern for people in fresh ways, which I believe is very much the heart of God. Because if there's anything you need to know about who Jesus is, is that Jesus chose to labor and love for you and for me. 
I mean, the whole message of Christianity is that God so loved the world that he would give his only begotten son, Jesus, that if anyone would believe in him, no matter where they've come from, no matter what they've done, they would not perish, but they would have everlasting life. You know, they call the last week in the life of Jesus something that we're at present preparing for as we look towards resurrection season, right? They call it the passion of Jesus, where Jesus chose to give up his life to forgive my sins and to forgive your sins. Now listen, I realize that for some of you as you're hearing this right now, you're like, that's why I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus because he died on a cross for my sins. And you realize that God's love for you, the fact that he calls you beloved and he accepts you in Jesus, that has grabbed hold of your heart. And for some of you right now, you're thinking to yourself, I don't really know if I believe in Jesus. And here's what I want to tell you, no matter what mistakes you've made in your life, God loves you. Jesus has come on a rescue mission for you. No matter how bad you have been, no matter how big or small your rap sheet is, Jesus died on a cross for you because Jesus labored in love for you. He was willing to be beaten. He was willing to be nailed to a cross. He was willing to be forsaken by his own father that we might be saved. And listen, I'm here to tell you, in times of uncertainty, God's love is not uncertain. And God invites each one of us not only to experience his love as individuals, but also to be able to walk out that love. Jesus said it this way in John chapter 15, verses 12 and 13. He said, this is my commandment, that you love one another. Greater love has no other than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You know, one of the things that is so provocative is that real love is willing to give up of itself for the blessings of others. I mean, if you've ever seen a a mother with their children, mothers are so self-giving so that their children may have benefits and blessings. I think of my own bride, Lynn, when our three kids were younger, just what a toll it took on her. And as her husband, I wanted to help and I tried to help, but there was certain things that I just, God didn't give me that equipment. I couldn't do it. But she would give of herself. I always think about when a, when a child is sick, watching their parents just jump on in, do everything they know how to do to care for that child. See, real love is self-sacrificial. And Jesus is the ultimate example of that love. Listen, if you want to stay steady in times of stress, if you want to have a faith that works, will you look to see where is it that I, me personally, you as an individual, where can we step on out in the name of love and help people? Where is there a need and how can we choose to give of ourselves to meet that need? I believe it's a tremendous opportunity for us in uncertain times to be able to make the choice that because I have a faith in the true and living God and that faith works, I'm going to choose to labor and love in this world. I'm going to find ways to step on in. You know, I want to take a moment and talk to those of you who are joining us who are believers, whether you're from Crossroads or maybe you're joining us from other churches. There are a number of people right now who are already talking about how what is going on right now as churches are unable to gather, that this is going to be the beginning of a great falling away of the people of God. Because, you know, they're really not engaged so much in their faith. And and now that you can't go to church, that you're going to have this huge exodus of people from the church. But listen, 
because Jesus is real and because he loves us, we need to make sure we stay engaged in our local communities, in our church families. For those of us who are part of the Crossroads family, I've been so excited to see already the overwhelming response from the Crossroads family saying, listen, I know we can't gather, but we're going to be online and we're going to be in our community group and we're going to continue to be generous and we're going to wait for the opportunities to serve in our community because now is not a time to become detached. Now is a time to become more like Jesus. The needs are very apparent and we want to be able to engage within what God is offering us right now that we can walk in the labor of self-sacrificial love as part of our church families. God knew that, that we were going to be here today. And God is working in the midst of it. So we don't want to see a great exodus. Now is the time for the great coming together of the people of God saying, Lord, because you love me and because you're for me, because you labored in love to save me, God, I want to step on in, Lord. I want a faith that works. I want to choose to labor in love. And then the third step in this, so beautifully, you and I, we need to always continue to hope. We need to always continue to hope. Why? Because the Apostle Paul praised the church in Thessalonica for what? Your work of faith, your labor of love, and your patience of hope. Or some of your translations have the word steadfastness of hope. The idea of a patience of hope, it's, it's a continuing on. It's a settled disposition of the heart that chooses to hope. Now, I always like to define hope the same way. H-O-P-E. Having only positive expectations. Now, hope has become a pretty generalized word in our culture. And a lot of people, when they speak of hope, they're hoping in hope. They're, they're choosing positive thinking. But that's actually not what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that we always choose to continue in hope. Why? Because we believe in the finished work of Jesus. We believe in a God who created and sustains everything. We believe that all authority has been given to Jesus in heaven and on earth. And he will always be with us. And because of the reality of that, we get to live life in Christ. Our heart's disposition is to have our eyes on him. And because of that, we have positive expectations because we know that God is good and God is going to work even the hardest things together for good. Now, I know when I say that, some of you are like, oh man, I don't know how you can say that right now. I mean, do you see what's going on? Listen, yes, I see what's going on, but this is the middle chapters. We haven't seen the whole story being written yet. Our God is a God of redemption. God looks at hard situation and bears unique fruit through it, and there's nothing that God wastes. That's what I've learned in following Jesus for 20 years. There's no waste in God's kingdom. God doesn't waste anything. God leverages and grabs hold and, and uses situations to bring the most extraordinary things out of it. And hope tells us that even though things are uncertain, even though people are fearful, God is working. And when we look back on this, we're going to say, oh, this happened and this happened. Look at what God did here and there. That is the great hope of the children of God. And so for you and I, we want to always continue to hope. Listen to how the Apostle Paul said it in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. He says, therefore, having been justified by faith... 
We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Do you hear what the Apostle Paul just said? He said, because we've been saved, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I love that. When a person puts their faith in Jesus, God puts us at peace with him. Although we were warring with God, because we were God's enemy, all we wanted was what we wanted, not what God wanted. Through Jesus, we have peace with God. And then we always have access by faith into the grace in which we stand. And because we have access to God by faith into God's grace, we can rejoice and we can hope in God. And because we hope in God, because we can always choose hope, it says, we glory in tribulations. Wow. Talk about being steady under stress where you can begin to praise God in your tribulations. Why? Not because we enjoy the tribulations, but we realize that the tribulations have a very important impact on our life. What is the impact that tribulations have? Notice. That's what the Apostle Paul says. Again, Romans chapter 5. It says, knowing that tribulations produce perseverance. So tribulations have an impact on our character, producing perseverance. And perseverance in the midst of tribulations begins to build character. I always like to tell people that character is who God knows that we are. Our reputation is what people think we are. Our character is what God knows that we are. And when God uses tribulations to produce perseverance, steadfastness, and that perseverance produces a character, then because of what God is doing that character creates hope in our hearts and it says and hope does not disappoint did you hear that God uses tribulations to land us at a hope and hope does not disappoint why because God's love has been poured out on our hearts through the Holy Spirit God wants each one of us to walk in an unstoppable hope. Why? Because God's love has already been poured on our hearts in Christ Jesus. God has already finished the work. When Jesus was on that cross, he said what? It's finished. In the Greek, one word, the word tetelestai. It's like, it's done. Everything that is needed for humanity to be able to have an extraordinary relationship and experience with God has already been completed in me. Thanks for sticking with us today as Pastor Daniel helped you see that God wants everyone to walk through life with an unstoppable hope. You learn that he uses the trials in your life to help you develop perseverance and grow your character, which in turn produces hope. This hope doesn't disappoint you because it's rooted in God's great love for you and the work that Jesus did on the cross. This is your foundation for moving forward with hope. 
everyone needs a little encouragement to get through their day, and we have a way to provide that for you. Pastor Daniel has some excellent advice, truth, and love to share in his two-minute messages available on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just go to JesusIsRealRadio.com and click on the social media links to find them. You won't be disappointed, and your day just might get a little brighter. Join us again here on Jesus Is Real Radio when Pastor Daniel continues looking at how you can have unstoppable hope no matter what's going on in your life. They'll help you answer the question, what do you do with fear? Pastor Daniel will explain that in times of great fear, God asks his people to serve others. You'll be challenged to consider how you can reach out to the people around you with the love and grace of Christ. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Daniel continues teaching through this series called Unstoppable Hope. That's next time on Jesus Is Real Radio.